Jenny Donheiser. And I'm Nicole Spezio. And, and this, this is, is How Are You Brainwashed? Brainwashed. It's our podcast. How are you? What, what's going on? Okay, I had a question I wanted to ask you, which is, are you going to do a fun pregnancy Halloween costume? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but this is the only, this might be the only time you could do it. What would I do? You could, I saw someone do like an avocado and then their, their oh, they're belly the was the pit. Maybe paint like a jack-o'-lantern on it. Oh, I don't really, what day is Halloween this year? I think it's a Tuesday. Should I paint my body for that? I I don't know. I just think, you know, if you got one bump, <laughs> one <laughs> opportunity, jazz bump. It might be, it might be fun. Huh, I'll have just, to think about it. Yeah, do a little uh, online Googling. Online Googling. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. I've never been good at Halloween. I, I in general, don't care. But yeah. you, I just think, have a great opportunity right now. So, yeah. So sometimes we have to seize it. Right. I'm normally just pulling what's out of my closet, trying to come up with an Yeah, I mean, idea. when's the last time you dressed up? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Usually, I like to take myself to a little Broadway show on Halloween. Oh, yeah, you do like That's to do that. That's my tradition. It's just... Are you going to do that this year? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have not purchased any tickets to anything, so I don't... It doesn't look great. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, we'll see. You know what I want to see? I want to see the Danny DeVito horror play. Oh, I haven't heard anything. I think his daughter is in it too. Tell me more. That those are all the words I know. Danny DeVito Hoarder plays all the words <laughs> I know. Um, okay, not sure what it's called, where it is, but I'm seeing sort of images of him with a lot of shit around him. I thought that sounds kind of good. Okay, yeah, I don't know what's uh, really out and about these days. Yeah, I'm not catching the tips. I don't know what's out here. <laughs> what's out and playing that's interesting. Yeah, all I really know is Danny DeVito Hoarder play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll take myself to see it on Halloween. We'll see. I feel like we're in a weird period for theater where like it's uh, the the musicals aren't out yet that are going to be like the Tony nominees of next year. You don't think? I don't know. What what do you think has out? I guess Back to the Future, but yeah. what else? You know, Merrily we were a little long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about that. I'd like to see that too, but it's so expensive. It's yeah. When if, if anybody has a hookup, let us know. When the tickets are going over three hundred dollars, I mean, what do I look like, Mister Rockefeller? <laughs> I can't be. <laughs> oh, it's like either pay three hundred dollars or sit at the very top, top, top. And it's like some uh, of those theaters. <laughs> some of those theaters because they're so old. It's like I feel like I'm gonna fall to my death yeah, if I'm really yeah, at the yeah, top. Yeah. And I can't believe more people don't fall to their death on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and also Barclays. Ugh, I yes. always say it wrong. How is it? You say Barclays? Barclays. What? Barclays. I always want to say Barclays. And you know, what it's do you say? Barclays. Barclays. Okay. Well, I have no idea, actually. I think it's. I don't Someone know. Someone tell us. People make fun of me. But whenever I'm at that space, <laughs> that too, it's like the pitch is so yeah. fucking. It's like I'm on a roller coaster. It's horrid. <laughs> Yeah, Carnegie Hall. Oh, my God. Carnegie Hall is really scary. They really built these things before. I mean, the Egyptians built the pyramids. We can't even build a good theater at the right slope. (laughs) Amazing point. The Egyptians did build the pyramids. How do you get up? What's in? And once you're inside a pyramid, what's the vibe? Like, I know what the outside of a pyramid is like. Oh, can you go inside? Yeah, I think, can't you? Or were they tombs? 
think they're tombs they're just tombs there wasn't like i think it's solid yeah. triangle uh, a place when, I, when I imagine it i imagine solid triangle with like a a little cut out for a coffin <laughs> <laughs> okay that's kind of less impressive to me you're envisioning hollow triangle <laughs> with like jewels and maybe a sitting area yeah i'm thinking like maybe they gathered maybe there's a small stage like, I think it's just uh, where we bury you, but I, you know, that's a big project for just, a, but I guess they thought they're pharaohs or gods or whatever. I don't know. I, we shouldn't be talking about shit we don't know, and that's everything except for Dorinda. <laughs> except for Dorinda, that's the only thing yeah. we have facts on. Uh, yeah, Great. so I'm not totally sure what the inside of the pyramids look like, but I would love to know. They're like the Luxor Hotel in Vegas. <laughs> Talk about like a bad slope. That elevator is... If you're ever in Vegas and you, you're walking by the Luxor Hotel, which is the pyramid looking one, just go in and ride the elevator. You won't regret oh, it. You Those... might. <laughs> Someone told us when we were in Vegas that they rode the Luxor elevator and got ill and that we would we didn't believe them for some reason. So we were walking by and we went in and rode the elevator and it is it makes your body feel weird. It's not it's not uh, these architects are out here doing crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Something about the way the elevator has to go up into the pyramid. Yeah, it's because when you're being an elevator in a triangle, it's like it's <laughs> we can't really go just straight up. We also got to go to the left. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible sensation, but you need to experience it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything, babe? What's going on that you want to say? Huh. Um, babe, what's going on? Yeah, no, I just some prepping for birth. Imagine if I do all this prep though, and then it's like we're gonna cut it out anyway. I That's mean, the thing. You yes, just don't that know. totally could happen. But also, you know, who cares? Yeah. You, it's it's nice to have known what could have happened. I guess. <laughs> I know. Grandma's just so amped up to be like my Coach, doula. I, of <laughs> course, I'm sure he's gonna be so good at that. Last night he was ordering honey sticks on Amazon. And, you know, figuring out what snacks and He's so ice sweet. packs. That was really cute. He was like, okay, have you ever tried these go drinks or, uh, uh, like go gurt? No, it's something that runners do. Oh, well, then I definitely don't know. <laughs> Some sort of like juice like in a, a pack. Energy? Yeah, energy thing that's in a little squeeze plastic and it has like caffeine and so your husband's buying you running juice yeah i love that yeah so i, I have to pack my go bag are you gonna order like a shit ton of sushi as soon as you have your baby <laughs> and then take a gross picture of you in like a million rolls i can't so imagine wanting do that to, i don't i guess i guess once you've like settled your stomach has settled you're hungry it's just hard for me to imagine being hungry yeah. While your body's going through a major trauma. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's during. I think it's sort of after. <laughs> yeah. Sushi's not really something I crave when I'm hungry. Yeah. Are there things you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to not having this baby in my body. Sure. Okay. And like, We're at that point. <laughs> I'm looking forward to sleeping normally yeah. mm -hmm. on my stomach, on my back. Wherever, whichever way you goddamn please. Whichever way I please. I'm looking forward to having a teeny, a martini. Yeah. A cold cut. Mm-hmm. 
at this point you're just like over it you're just like let's get the baby out yeah yeah however i visualize it get it out i don't know i was in therapy the other day talking about it and being like huh, i don't know why people do this. this is stupid i hate it yeah and then she was like it will be joyful i have to keep reminding myself there's joy you don't need to remind yourself of anything right now you're in the <laughs> i'm eight months pregnant and i'm fucking done mode that's fine to be in you don't need to remember to be happy. When he's here, you'll be happy. Yeah, right now, yeah, just be yeah. fucking pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get whatever you want. Yeah. I want to get a real regular massage where they don't put my belly in a net. <laughs> what? How do they put your... Oh, like, is it cut out in the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've gotten two prenatal massages. One, the... <laughs> Belly's in a net. <laughs> one, my belly was in a net, and I was lying face down. And then one was on my side. I bet belly in a net felt good. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That was better. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for a prenatal massage one day, <laughs> I would say... Look for the belly net. You heard it here first, listeners. Go to belly net massages. <laughs> <laughs> Go to belly net massages. That gum. Okay, Nicole, what's going on with you, baby? We went to Hibachi last week together. Oh, yeah, with our um, partners. Yeah. That was nice. I love Hibachi so much. You really love Hibachi. I just think it's so fun. Yeah. And the food's so fresh because it's right off the grill in your <laughs> mouth. I just love it. Did you remind me, catch the piece of broccoli when the chef threw it to you in your mouth? You did not. I didn't catch, no. I missed my first one, but I did catch my second one. And it made me feel pretty cool to catch a piece of broccoli that was thrown in my mouth. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Yeah. That's the fun part. They throw food at you. Yeah. I guess <laughs> that's really all I had to say is about you. <laughs> I, also, um, about you. I also met with a career coach this week. Okay. Because I'm like trying to figure out my journey. Yeah. And I thought that the session was like helpful. But then at the end, she was like, okay, so let's just sort of put in AI to figure out what possible jobs you could have. And I was like, all right, but isn't that sort of your job? You're doing chat GBT to tell me what jobs I could have? Yeah, it seems a little like, okay. Did she like put in a bunch of your interests? And the- Yeah, I mean, we talked about like what I like, what I don't like. <laughs> what did chat GBT tell you that you should do? Okay. These are the things that AI told my career coach that I should be. <laughs> <laughs> insane creative arts therapist oh that's nice yeah but like i, I don't know how to do that uh, yeah corporate team building which unfortunately i do feel like i would be good at to like get <laughs> it and be like all right guys so today <laughs> like sadly i do think i would be for good at that. sure yeah public speaking coach oh yeah but, like do people hire those sure i think so i think so because what would i just be like okay so you want to be project yeah, I think if you have a job and you're not like someone who came from a creative, you know, theater background or whatever, and you have to do a lot of presentations or give speeches, people need that. Storytelling workshop facilitator. Huh. With like the moth. Children's party entertainer. Oh, this no. is what fucking AI thinks oh, I'm good at. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Like a clown? What is the children's party entertainer uh, now? Honey, if I knew. Creative writing instructor. I don't know how we got there. Huh. Girls drama club advisor. That's so specific. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be a girls drama club advisor. That's- if anyone knows a local girls drama club. 
That's not a job. That's like what a teacher already does. That's what I'm saying is that like she just put in like that I wanted to empower young women and I like to act and then that's what it fucking spit out. Girls drama club advisor. That's so funny. It's not something someone gets paid for. Well, I should say first and foremost what I want to be is actor. Okay. And so I'll only be a girls drama club advisor if I need to. But I'd prefer to just be an actor. But it's not really going as well as I so um <laughs> well this has been truly so fun and you yeah. know what it hasn't even started yet should we bring our guest in let's bring our guest in this guest is a first and foremost let's say cabaret artist honey Ooh, also yeah. writer and actor but you might have heard of the incredible cabaret series the living record collection lrc for short our guest has recently made a London debut at the Soho Theater and a Lincoln Center debut, which yes. is fancy as literal fuck. Hey, girl. So please give it up and welcome to the pod, Salty, Salty Bride. Bride. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is a true honor. Uh, a true honor to be here. I can't believe. For us. Also, that just that I'm seeing you at all. I know. It's been a long time. I mean, COVID really. I mean, yeah. to be able to run into you at a thing. Totally. Was taken away from us for so long. Yeah. And now, anyway, now I'm here. One of my earliest COVID meltdowns, I was like, I just want to go to Ars Nova. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? I just want to see a person I know. Get drinks after. Yeah. Get that talk. popcorn cup. Get that popcorn. Oh, absolutely. So picklebacks. Yes. Always, they were always doing picklebacks at Ars Nova. Yeah. It seems like a lot of equipment for. That's a lot of work. A, a little, a little space. Yeah. You gotta have two little shot glasses. <laughs> it's too much work. Too, too much. Too much. Double rosés at Ars Nova is the double rosés. Yes. Cup of gummy bears. <laughs> double rosé. <laughs> Fucking watch whatever's on stage. Yeah. You know, that video that plays before. I got married here. <laughs> you would know it so well. But honestly, when I would, because I've done shows there, when I would then go see shows there, and the video would play, I would have like a Pavlovian stage fright response oh, uh-huh. because when you're standing backstage there like that's your cue to go on like you hear that video right. and then you're like oh no they're gonna hate me and you know i'm in a panic <laughs> stage fright yeah i can't oh. imagine an audience has ever hated you salty no nah, i right. agree i've done all right yeah. the stage fright is largely Ill- illogical yeah <laughs> for sure yeah. yes it's a, yeah, your yeah. body reacting yeah yeah salty fresh off of goddamn london yes. how was it wow what did you lived there for how long then? I was there for a month. So, Ooh. was it magical? It was magical. Have you been to London? Yes. Jenny and I have been to London together, actually. Yes. Gosh, you guys are such a cute couple. I know. <laughs> and I've always said that. Thank you. And I think your husbands would agree. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's an incredible city. It's so, so very much like New York in many ways. And, and then also you're like, wow, the tube just is always here. Like you just go down there and get on it. Yeah. Like so it's much a nicer. cab. Yeah. That's been like a personal driver that's waiting for you. Yeah. What? How did we fuck up the subway so bad? So bad. Well, you know what I realized when I was over there? It's because this is horrible, but it's because that city got bombed to shit and they had this to rebuild. Like rebuild. Oh, okay. And we never had to rebuild ours from the time it was 
created. Right. So that's a very sad story, but also yeah. I mean, silver linings. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm seeing it, you know, all the videos mm-hmm. of it flood every goddamn day. Maybe, you know, that might be reason enough to sort of take a little turn on redoing some stuff. Listen, so yeah, you know, it, the, the people of London were so wonderful and welcoming and I was very nervous because I wanted them to love me very badly. And, you know, I think London, I think the UK in general has a kind of love-hate relationship with America. They love Mm. American culture. They watch American TV. They're Mm -hmm. really, but they also turn their noses up at us in a lot of ways. Well, well, yeah, can you blame them? I get it. I get it. So I was like, oh, they're going to, you know, what are they going to think? But they they really were so warm. And uh, yeah, I did 15 15 performances over there and they just showed up and. We had a really, really great time. It's so nice. Yeah. It was really fun. And do you want to explain to the listener the Living mm. Record Collection, yeah, what it what is? Could, what is that, <laughs> Salty? Let's sort of break it down for the <laughs> oh, listeners. I love it. Sure, I'd be so happy to tell you. <laughs> what I do is I, I, it's a, I call it cabaret, and I think when people see it, they don't quite know how to explain it to their friends when they want to tell them oh I want to Mm -hmm. see this thing and you should come see it too but I call it cabaret because that's the form it's in which Mm -hmm. is really story song story song story song but basically what I do is I take a whole incredible album beloved album and I perform it with a live band in order as the tracks appear on the album but I weave stories through those songs to create this whole new evening of theater And some of the stories are from my life, my personal life. Mm -hmm. And then usually there's a big sort of cultural touchstone story. So, for example, in London, I was doing the Smiths album, The Queen is Dead. Mm. And I was telling the story of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and my sort of sexual awakening and struggles with romantic connection. Via the lens of Frankenstein? Via the lens of Frankenstein. But now if you've read Frankenstein, which is a very old book that has survived in the culture i mean we all know frank we see frankenstein mm-hmm. yeah. in, in our minds but you go back and you read that novel it's really about a deep loneliness and mm. longing for connection and the monster is not the monster from the hollywood movies but really this monster just longing for connection and feeling mm-hmm. really lonely feeling really isolated and it's a really beautiful story so and the smith's album is also about a deep loneliness in a lot of those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that's what I do. I mix it all up. It's very fun, very silly, often a little dirty. Yes. And then if I can, I like get you right in the gut right at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We've seen so, so many. many. They're all so good. <laughs> oh, y'all. Yeah, I was sweetest. just thinking of, I think my favorite yeah. is a new Tremont Hotel oh. one, just because I was so tied to that album as a teen. I think I feel such a strong urge to make sure that if people don't know that album, that they yeah. check it out. Yeah. In the aeroplane over the sea. Yes. And then, like, telling the story of Anne Frank with it. Yeah. Which I, like, loosely knew that was an inspiration for them. Yeah. But, like, getting to hear you actually tell that story. Pull out all of the little threads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and are then- on, that are in there. And then read your diary as well. Yes. My diary provides the levity in that show. (laughs) Because we know, I mean, Anne Frank, what an incredible story, but a very, you know, difficult, very, uh, very sad, very hard story. Yeah. To talk about. 
And so then I read my diary entries <laughs> from the first time I fell in love at age 21. And they're ridiculous <laughs> and very embarrassing. <sighs> and which it just makes us all laugh. So that's how, that's how we get through the tough stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You, need, you need both. You gotta have it. And Nicole, Mike knew he loved her at or what's the story nicole was in the one that you were in my, my prince purple yes, Rain show yes playing this won't make any sense and who, who could explain why but playing bob ross ultimately i love her bob ross yeah who i was like sleeping with in this fictional world of the purple rain show yeah my deep fantasy of, of betting bob ross yeah, me and, you were. and I was Bob Ross. Bob, and we made the fuck out. We did make out in front of everybody. And I, I yeah. gotta say, you know, <laughs> in 2023, I, you know, did I slip you the tongue one night? Yeah, oh my God. And I, I think definitely yes. I know, and I think that that. I'm. So I want to publicly go on record and say I'm sorry, no. and I shouldn't have done that. No, I welcomed it. <laughs> Just was in the moment. I welcomed it. I'm no better than a man. <laughs> I mean, no better than a predator. Not true. <laughs> That's true. No, no. Well, were you drinking or were you just Maybe feeling it's very, that? It's very possible. I don't know. Yeah, you might have been, but you, you, you know, couldn't... when I, I just felt so sexually powerful as Bob Ross, ultimately. <laughs> when you put on that wig, yeah, something you step, something came over you. Yeah, but literally, okay. So you know, my husband's obsessed with Prince. Is yeah. the understatement of the year. Yeah. And so <laughs> when he saw me being Bob Ross to <laughs> to Prince music, he was just like, "I love my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I love this woman. Yeah. It just like yeah. really it came came upon him. Yeah. Yes." Yeah, I get it. Beautiful. I mean, I I looked you right dead in the eyes yeah. and felt your tongue right I'm up so in sorry. my mouth. <laughs> and you know, maybe and it was definitely me, right? I sort of brought us there. You didn't bring us there. Maybe you brought us there. I would I would not put it past myself if, okay, I, right. if I did. I'm sorry, and I okay, apologize good. to you. You know what? Maybe it was mutual, babe. babe and let's feel babe, that. Babe. Yeah. And because you know what? Because I feel safe with you, Nicole. A hundred percent. Hundo P. Hundo P would love to make out with you right now yeah. in, in my apartment. And we'll see sort of how the night Let's, goes. We don't know. How uncomfortable would Jenny be? I'm just like, okay, yeah, okay, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. I I'm going to get a snack, y'all. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been friends for a long time. I'm sure I've been in the room where Jenny's been making out. It seems... God, yeah, that probably. Must have yeah. Yeah. Do you like to make out? Wow, what a great hmm. question. I did at one point. Not into it anymore. No, I guess it's foreplay. But you don't yeah. set aside time where you're like, just I'm going to sit down with my man and Not just really. neck. Just no. full tongues. It's a means to an end at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are you still uh, doing just ravenous makeout sessions? I am 43 years old and I could sit on a couch with a guy and just make out. Ugh. Yeah. For a really long time, and I, I, but I wonder if that had something to do with the fact that I didn't get to do it in middle school and mm -hmm. high school. There were no gay. Certainly, there were plenty of gay boys in my middle school and high school, but nobody <laughs> was out. Mm -hmm. I came out at sixteen. I was the only out person at my high school, publicly out person, and so I just didn't. I don't know if there's something I'm still like longing for that kind of adolescent joy. Oh, totally. That sounds great. Um, so I really love a good makeout sesh. Yeah. Yeah. 
I you I mean yeah how exciting like in the beginning just being like oh that's hardcore make out and are we gonna have sex are we not I, gonna I know you sex? never get that period of time back before the sexual tension of what's gonna happen yeah yes like yeah you know you, you blow the load too quickly then it's like oh we can never get that again yeah like, that's true you know yeah, sorry exactly. to say sorry to say yeah that's why I've always said like life is life is long if one day I want to smooch someone else let's smooch someone smooch else smooch them. You know, I'd love to have sexual tension again one day. Yeah. Yeah. Could be you, fun. You do lose that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I'm sure that that's <laughs> At true. At a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about longing and desire and the mystery of mm-hmm. another person. And, yeah. 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 See you when I'm 45. I don't know. How old does your child have to be before you can have an open marriage? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What wow. I question. think that's a, that's a decision every lady has to make for herself. Yeah. Every household is different on when they sort of open their marriage <laughs> in front of their child. <laughs> in front of their child. <laughs> Just mom, mom and dad going out on different dates with other yeah. people and coming yeah. home late. I'm sh- I Listen, I know there are people in the world yeah. that... that Oh, for absolutely. sure. In Brooklyn? Absolutely. They're like, Come in on. Brooklyn? Are in you kidding Brooklyn? me? In Brooklyn? <laughs> in Brooklyn, New York, Fort Greene, just named by Time Out, one of the coolest neighborhoods in the world. Did you see that? <gasps> what, what the fuck? What did you say? Fort Greene was recently named by Time Out Whoa, Magazine. Wow. One of the coolest neighborhoods in the world. I wish we could put the look of Nicole's face on a podcast. Now, I don't live there, but I, I used to live, live in Fort Greene. And it is, wow. it was wonderful. But I'm sure there's a one of the best in the world. Number of <laughs> there's a coolest one of the coolest in the world. Well, it has a, it has a row of restaurants mm. that is really exceptional. Like okay. bang, 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 one after the other. Like incredible restaurants. It has Fort Green Park, great, park. Uh, uh, arguably one of the best parks in yeah. in New York City. It's incredible there. The architecture is stunning. Yeah, brownstones, park. Okay, yeah, one of the coolest cities in the world. Yeah, yeah. Coffee shop on every block. They got a lot of coffee shops. Community gardens. Yeah. Thrift stores. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What more could you want? You're saying a lot of things that a lot of neighborhoods do have. (laughs) (laughs) Just with respect (laughs) and love. Yeah. But in such a dense concentration. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But are still cool and not... You know, like really... Williamsburg. There's not like an Equinox now, you know. Right. You have to maintain it without having the Equinox or Apple Store Yeah, you there. can't tip over an Equinox. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> I really love this neighborhood. And in mm-hmm. fact, this is my old, this is my old neighborhood. This is my old haunt. Same. Every cool artist at some point has lived in Astoria. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you have to legally. You have to. They make you. Yeah. I never up here, and I love Socrates Sculpture Park. The mm-hmm. best. And the Noguchi Museum, oh. which is exceptional, yes. actually. And you know what I've been doing this summer is I started taking the, the New York City ferry. Yeah. Have you been mm-hmm. out on the ferry? You know, it's right here. I know. I, I'm going everywhere I can take the ferry, I'm taking you take the ferry. It. It's so great to yeah. get out on the water, I mean, even if you're not taking it to commute. And it is amazing if you live near it yes. in a way that's like, I can commute with the ferry. That's incredible. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm very jealous because I'm not really. Yeah. But just to get out on the river oh. when the weather's nice is so incredible. Joyous. Joyous. Yeah. And then this is so nerdy, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> There's this poem by Walt Whitman. I think it's called 
Fulton Ferry Landing or something like that. Mm. It's a stunning poem by Walt Whitman about being out on the ferry that before the Brooklyn Bridge, before there was any bridge across the river, mm-hmm. the only way back and forth was by boat. Yeah. And he he wrote this incredible poem and it makes me weep. I go out onto the river. I know so nerdy. It's so embarrassing. We've never this. had an intellectual on the pod before. <laughs> this is our first this one. First. It's, it's beautiful. It's so special. I'm so embarrassed. No, oh, it's I love it. But I, it really is. And he, he's written it to us, to the future generations that are looking out at the river after he dies. And it's really very special. Check it out. I kind of read it next time I'm on the ferry. Wow. It's impossible to not feel like I'm star of movie on the ferry. Yeah. When I'm yes. a, 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 and it's dark and I'm just, the wind is blowing my little hair. I, I'm a star <laughs> of movie. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I took my parents on it when they were here and they were like, this didn't exist. They're both from Long Island. So they're, they've got New York familiarity. Mm-hmm. Right, they right. were like, this is so amazing. Yeah. It used to be the, the water taxi, which yeah. was not great. Yeah. I mean, they oh. did this big update. It's oh, very cool. It. Yeah. You, I just remember going to Ikea on the ferry. That was oh, right. God, yeah. <laughs> that was my one experience with it before it became this beautiful way to commute. Ugh. Now it gives me, you know, there's a, Brooklyn Navy Yard mm-hmm. stop, which is yes. like I need half a reason to go to the Russ and Daughters over there. <laughs> oh, it's so good! Yeah, there's a Russ and Daughters over there. There's yes, a Russ and the... Daughters in the Navy mm-hmm. Yard. Oh my god! At, the, at like right at where the ferry picks up. Yeah. So like, grab a bagel. Yeah. Grab some rugula. A bagel on the ferry? Can you believe? Can you shut up? How nice. What could be better? What could be more New York? Oh, my God. It'll make me forget that I, you know, saw a man vomiting outside my apartment like yesterday. Oh. <laughs> cool. New York is high highs and low lows. That's you know right. what I mean? I don't mean? know if I can talk about this on this pod, but you can cut it <laughs> Let's out. Let's see. Yeah. But we'll find out. But I was, you know, I love living in New York and you see some of the weirdest shit you'll ever. I mean, you will go every day. You go outside and you go, well, we don't know what's going to happen today. <laughs> Here we go again. And I was in Times Square. God help us all. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Just the noise. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was in Times Square and I was with, was I with a, a couple of friends? We were going to see, some, you know, a show. And we walked by this guy and he had pulled, he had no shirt on. He had pulled his pants down to his ankles. He was lying on the ground. He was fully erect. Oh, no. And he was stroking. <gasps> but he, it, he was so into it. And it was so, like, almost beautiful the way he was so. He was just gone. He was just lost. And right as we like walked by him, he climaxed. Oh, and he just like, no. you're like, uh, it was so intense. And he was really like deeply pleasuring himself. Wow. And I thought, that's a new one for me. That was new. Yeah, never seen someone climax. Just seen- a full climax. <laughs> seen the hands in the pants, seen the penis. Sure. There yeah. was a woman that was always masturbating in the vestibule of the Bank of America by our old oh, dorm wow. in NYU. <laughs> the bank vestibules really get <laughs> a, lot so of, a lot of use. Yeah. God. You got to get in poop. away from the elements in there, you know? It's safe. Yeah, it's, it's safe. safe. If you can get in there, there you, you never leave. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a man pooping. In there, sure, sure, right. sure, <laughs> so, sure. And, and you know, and how sort of like oh, you're gonna take your kid on the subway? What are you gonna say to him? Have you thought about that at all? Like, just like, yeah, these are our friends, and everything, everything is okay. Is, I know, but that's you know. He's going to be a bedsty Herbert von King baby. He's going to see all sorts of shit. Yeah, babe. Yeah, but you know, it's a cool park there. I, uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot Lies going on. on. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I grew up in Dallas suburbs. This is better, right? Or This has got to be better. This has got to be better. I also grew up in the suburbs. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Though, for us, New York is the rebellion. Exactly. For the New Yorker, like I have a, I have my dear friend, Jean, one of her daughters was like, who grew up in the city was like, I'm going to the Midwest and I'm joining a sorority. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was her. I know. It doesn't matter what it is. If your parents like it, you hate it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. You just I have can to put my baby out. in the coolest neighborhood, according to Time Out magazine, <laughs> and it's going to want to go to Alabama? Yeah. I hope not. Oh, God. Be- <sighs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do the Lamaze. You learn it now, and you keep it forever. <laughs> no, Lamaze is apparently... Is that not a thing? Outdated. It's outdated, gone. yeah. So it's 70s. Gone. I know. <laughs> yeah, I did a birthing class last night on Zoom. Did you? And it was a lot of like visualizing. <laughs> oh no! Your what? your yeah, muscles. Oh, oh, okay. Your muscles down there, <laughs> okay. like but like picking stuff up and then releasing it. It was basically like a pelvic floor. Like release. imagining my vagina as a hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, like they gave us many visual examples. My favorite was picking up a pocket square <laughs> <gasps> and then flattening it. Uh, also, you can do like oh a blue, picking up a blueberry and smashing it. Wow! And you're like on your like just like, like opening up your whole bottom kegels or kegels or whatever. Yes, right. yes. Yeah, that muscle is what yes. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Such a useful muscle, actually. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's not just for tightening your right, coochie for sex. No. You don't think about the dismount a lot usually yeah. of, of squishing a blueberry. You just sort of think of picking it up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, the the woman was like, Kegels, like, what do we know about Kegels? And I was like, sexy stuff. Got to keep it tight for the men. <laughs> oh, my Whoa. God. Kill her. And she was like, Whoa. exactly. That's, uh, you know, our misogynistic cultures. Like, every Cosmo magazine is right. like, do your Kegels so your pussy's tight and it keeps mm. it ticking. But you don't want your pussy tight when you're giving birth. You no. got to lar- undo all that stuff. And, and for men, the release of that muscle because the blueberry squishing that you're talking about is actually very useful Mm. in terms of multiple and extended orgasms oh yeah that's a that's what we want for our listeners that's what we want that's the kind of information that you need the squeezing you know the the idea of like squeezing that muscle yeah think about but that's like the involuntary muscle that is like happening when you're uh orgasming Mm -hmm. it's like pulsing right Mm -hmm. but if you can release that for a long time and let it go then the waves of orgasm wash over you and you don't ejaculate and you just keep going that sting taught us that years ago that tantric let that tantric business in baby Mm. well some women orgasm apparently yeah you're gonna bring your vibe to the hospital <laughs> oh, some some women orgasm during, during childbirth. Child yes, yeah. Also, I found out last night that some women fall asleep. Because- during no, no, ma'am. <laughs> yes, because it's the way your body, like in between contractions, some women are so like their bodies are so exhausted that okay, on the that I get. on the break they're like. That I guess. Wow. So, yeah, like, they're just like, I need a minute. A contraction comes again. They're like, I'm up again. To yeah. wake up to a contraction <laughs> is the saddest, <laughs> darkest thing. It was like, oh my God. I hope I fall asleep when I'm. 
I, I in between like contract. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, she's out. Let oh, her rest. Okay. Let her. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. Well, should we un- ask the question? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. so excited. All right, salty. This podcast is called "How Are You Brainwashed." And what that means is we ask all of our guests essentially just that, you know, what did you grow up believing was true, real reality, mm. either because of society or media or your upbringing that you now realize was brainwashing? Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it. Hmm. And I've been I've been thinking about how to word it exactly, too, because mm. it, it's kind of a big one for me. Mm. Something I feel kind of passionate about. Yeah, great. So uh, I'm going to say this. Art is a luxury Mm. and not a necessity. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Wow. I know that's. Yeah. And I, and I've been thinking so much about it since you all invited me to do this lovely podcast. And it's a thing that I think I'm still wrestling with because Mm -hmm. I've devoted my life to art Mm -hmm. and to being an artist. And think we live in a certainly a country and also a world that sort of devalues that or considers it sort of extra right isn't that nice isn't that lovely mm-hmm. sure i'll go see a play or i'll go to the museum or whatever but mm-hmm. uh it's not essential and i disagree with that yeah so wholeheartedly totally yeah in so many ways yes yeah, so that's what I've been thinking. And I would love, because you are both wonderful, incredible, talented artists as well. <laughs> Salty. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I yes. just, I wanted to bring it into the room. That's such a good. It's a really good one. I think it's just like how we're raised in school, even yeah. art is an elective. Exactly. Right. And you pick painting or theater yeah. or singing. <laughs> yeah. And it's and not it's as important like, as the other stuff. And it's the first to go when we don't have the money. The yes. first to go when we don't yes. have the money. Yeah. And a lot of people feel that, that we shouldn't be spending any money on it at all. And then, and then you know what all those people like? TV. Yeah, totally. Uh, they, uh, they love, where do they think that comes from? And you know what I'll say? Even to pull back from that, what they really love is being told a story. Mm. People love to be told a story. Sorry, they but love it is be, the only way to know you're alive. Yes. It's to hear the story of another of other and, and yourself. And yeah. all we do all day long is we tell each other stories. Mm-hmm. We go out to coffee or we meet up and, you know, over dinner and we say, what happened? Hey, how mm-hmm. have you been? And you go, the craziest thing happened to me today. I was walking in Times Square <laughs> <laughs> and I saw a man pleasure himself. <laughs> but yeah, we've, we get it from television. We get it from film. We get it from each other. And the, uh, you, you, we all have the friend that is has a, no artistry in telling a story. Could that friend have used a couple of classes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on yeah. beginning, middle, and end? Please, God. And also then, like, celebrate that I can tell a good story. Like, I celebrate how you can do a numbers and math. Yes. You know, we, we have our different skills, and that's, well, let's celebrate them all. Let's celebrate them all. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that gets people like, you know, whatever, that the beginnings of COVID, everyone was just like, I need to watch TV to quiet my brain yeah. and, and make yeah. me feel OK. It is the, you know, escapism. It, it is just the easiest way to feel OK and comforted is to just like dip into some art. Yes. Yeah. And they, in school, they don't 
I don't know. It's it's there's not a real focus on it as like almost a self care or self expression or a way to mm. cope. I don't know. It's very much just like there's another class you go to and uh, you got to get your credit. You gotta, or, yeah, um, I feel like I didn't. I was never taught, and I had some great teachers. I had some great English teachers, um, specifically, and that was we were talking about literature, right? And, and that that kind that sort of words. Um, but certainly when it came to visual art and even when it came to theater, which was in my high school, very much an elective, like a little Mm -hmm. silly thing Mm -hmm. that we were doing on the side that I was passionate about, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't until I got to undergrad, no one ever helped me understand how to look at art, Mm. be it a painting or reading a poem or how to, that there was no right or wrong response to it Mm -hmm. you know i lived in terror of saying what i thought about a piece of art Mm -hmm. because i knew that i was wrong right and i look at my parents you know no one ever told has still to this day no one's ever told them it's okay to think whatever you think when you look at a painting Mm -hmm. right and i can see when we go to a museum they're like i'm like what do you think of this and there's like look of terror over their face Mm -hmm. i don't want to be wrong yeah yeah Especially, yeah, art like it was dealt with very like art history and right. like the story of the painter and yeah. like it was never about your response or yeah yeah. There's so much to know about art that you can't study at all. And I've not studied art history at all. I've studied theater intensely. And when mm-hmm. I go to a play, I'm an asshole about it, right? Because <laughs> I know way I too much. I see all the tricks. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't get one past me. I pick it all apart to pieces. Right. You know, go out for drinks after. Well, I didn't really like that. <laughs> but you know, and then I see stuff in it that's transcendent and uh, is amazing. But with art, with like visual art, mm-hmm. I can just be like, I like it. I don't like it. <laughs> right? And I'm like, I don't know. It made me feel whatever. Yeah. And it just is like amazing, actually, to have a little ignorance. Totally. I don't have time to go study our history. I'm, I don't, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah. I'd love to every, I learn a little bit more, you know, here and there, but, but I'm probably not going to go and study it. And so I can, but I can go to a museum and be moved. Yeah. You know? It's like music. It's so visceral. Oh, like I just yeah. either immediately like it or immediately yeah. makes me want to die. <laughs> like I just... And each form of art enters us in different ways. I mean, music is so wild, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. I mean, an ideal in, popular music Mm -hmm. with my cabaret series and i watch people lose their mind over particular albums because Mm. it meant something Mm. to them yeah like neutral milk hotel but somebody from a generation before us you know falling in love with david bowie or Mm -hmm. prince or Mm -hmm. you know and and this moment in their lives when they're young when they connect with that music Mm-hmm. And it stays with them yeah. mm-hmm. forever and ever. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I struggle still with this feeling that I've like let my parents down. I, yeah. That, you know, there are some days where I go, oh man, I'm not, I don't have a real job. It's not a real But we so know that, that that's not true. But oh, the yes. myth of the artist as like struggle and yeah. and nonconformist is so large 
but we know that it it matters so much to us and so much to everyone I but it, yeah it still feels like yeah it's so classic like old school tv programming of like oh you want to go to you want to be an artist that's selfish yes selfish right. like you should be this thing that you're gonna make money at being an artist is just like being a doctor we're giving things to people and saving lives <laughs> Honestly, though, kind of a little like, bit. I honestly, mean, yeah, not not Art not not saved my life for sure. You know, it's why I'm here. It's why I came to New York. It's like uh... I think if you are an artist, if you're a creative person, then you use it to help yourself sort out what it means to be alive, and you put your art out into the world. And it's sort of the for me, it's like the only way we can communicate with other people what it what it is like to be us singularly us through this metaphor of art in whatever form you choose. And if you're a person that is not a creative, I hate to split people up into those categories because I find, <laughs> you know, if you get dressed, if you get yourself dressed in the morning. Yeah. You've made some choices. <laughs> they maybe they yeah. didn't come out great. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're, you've designed yourself at yeah. the very least. <laughs> But if you're not a person that makes for a living or even as a hobby, you don't consider yourself a creative person, you have the opportunity to take in and be affected by and changed by the mm -hmm. art around you and to explore what it means to be a person by looking at what somebody else. So, so and I think that that's incredibly important for mental health. Yeah. For sense of self and well-being and also in a social sense, in a larger sense, in terms of community mm -hmm. building and then economically. And I've actually brought some figures because, <gasps> listen, I wanted to, what? yeah, I just had to bring some statistics oh because God. I feel very, so passionate. So wow. this is from first time. This is the first time. This is the first time someone brought statistics to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is a, a study that was done by Americans for the Arts. Do you know this organization? No. So this is just to like is a perfect example of how rough things are in this country. That we have this organization that is devoted to helping people understand why the arts are important for the economy because yeah. there's so much disbelief mm -hmm. that. Anyway, these folks have been around for decades, and they're You've amazing. So they just beautiful. released this study last week. Breaking and news. Here, this is so. I'll tell you that they looked at. You printed this from your three hundred and seventy-two communities from all fifty states, including Puerto Rico. And what they found was that in 2022, nonprofit arts and cultural organizations added an estimated seventy-three billion dollars into the nation's economy whoa supporting 1.6 million jobs and providing 65.4 billion dollars in household income which is remarkable and the really the upshot of this is that when communities invest in arts and culture they are not doing so at the expense of communities and mm. economic development rather they are investing in an industry that stimulates the economy supports local jobs and contributes to building healthy vibrant and livable communities and i think that's yeah astonishing and in this capitalist society that we live in <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, whether you like that or not, mm -hmm. it is just fact that we do live in it. Anybody that thinks that the arts are a drain on the economy 
are wrong. They're just wrong. They're just plain wrong. They're just plain wrong, kids. Look at the goddamn Eras tour. How many people are employed by that show? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I also want to say, because I know y'all are fans of a reality TV show. Yes. Yeah. Which is art. Hundo P. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. I, I, I am not. A reality TV person. I like a British Bake Off, and it's not. <laughs> That's the like salty British, Brian thing you've ever I, said. I like a British Bake Off. <laughs> I, it's not a judgment. I get so uncomfortable when there's fighting, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah, with yeah. the Bake Off they just love. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just yeah. making trifles and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I like a trash. I mean, I like a Downton Abbey, which is like mm. that's trash. Yeah, and it's yeah. disguised as something. Just a right. nice costume. No, but that's yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So. But I think we've got to have all of that frivolous stuff, too. A hundred percent. We've got to have Mamma Mia! The Musical. <laughs> Absolutely. And we need, it's because this thing you were saying earlier about the relief during COVID, the need for comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some place to go and relax and release and hear good stories and be entertained. I know. That, that was alone so is enough. That was so hard to be away from that. Yeah. During that time, like that is why I live here still, you know, like when I see again, the man vomiting outside my apartment in the morning while I'm working, I say, I live here because I can go see and I can go see salty. I can go see fucking amazing comedians. I can go see downtown theater. I can go see whatever I want at any time. Like we're so, so spoiled. And when I think about moving away, I'm like, (laughs) with my only options being like touring musicals you know what i mean and Uh, that's okay too and i know i know that's what i mean that's what i did in dallas i would go see the dallas summer musicals during the summer and when i saw rent i was like okay my life's different now totally Uh, oh, I saw Ren in uh, Dallas for the first time. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. You're like, okay, I feel changed and I'm 14 and now this is all I think about. And, you know, like, I don't know. It's it's also okay for that to be your experience. And that was how I yes. discovered a lot of things. But yeah. there's I mean, just... that was my way in too, you yeah. know, F- finding Broadway cast albums at Best Buy. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and being back when we had CDs. My and, God. The Absolutely. amount of time spent in a borders books and music oh yeah <laughs> so much just filing oh, yeah, through like, all the yeah. cds calming through yeah and thank god for rent i mean rent was also for me it was like yeah massive i know we love rent we, we love, love rent, rent. <laughs> i still one of the things i did during covid was i was like i lived alone i was really starting to go out of my mind and i yeah. was sitting there going well I'm going to press play on the original cast album of Rent and see how much I remember word Ooh. for word. Oh, I sang a so lot. much of it. It's all in there. It's in, It'll it's never in the brain. Leave. It's all never going away. in there. Yeah. It's all sitting, it was all waiting for me. Yeah. Now, could I still reach the notes? Nope. <laughs> nope. I was screeching. Sure. But didn't matter. Yeah. The amount of times we've sung a full cast album in a car, Jenny yeah. and I just screaming. Oh my God. You know, that is... Heaven, oh, so good. <laughs> I always request to do "I'll Cover You" reprise yes. alone as a solo. Oh, so Jenny solo. doesn't let us sing along to that one. That one's Why? Jenny's solo. <laughs> That's my solo. That's so special. Live in my house. Oh yes, yes, slow. You just gotta go deep and slow. Slow, deep and slow, <laughs> deep and slow. She said it. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Nicole can't believe I just did that. 
It's so fun. So it's like the saddest song in the show, and I love to belt it. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to be Man with Squeegee. Oh. Honest Living, uh-huh. Honest Living. I loved him. I loved him. I ordered like a book on eBay, a t-shirt on eBay. Like I had rent merch that I, at the beginning of eBay. Oh, it's so cute. I was like buying on the internet at like 15 and wearing to like Dallas homecoming and being like, I'm cool. I like rent. I'm cool. You you were rent merch to homecoming? Oh, sorry. Homecoming football game. Oh, not like the the dance. Not the dance. No, that would be weird. We all punk rock to do. Yeah. Wasn't that cool? That'd Got be it. like my sister. Oh uh, well, for me, musicals were punk because nobody else, everybody was yeah. listening to it. Was then this was the nineties? Everybody was <laughs> listening to grunge, right? And I was coming into school with my like rainbow necklace, and I was like, I've been listening to Rent. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Shop of Horrors. Ever heard Her of it? it? Sodheim. I had a Sodheim quotes as on my away message, like Into the Woods quotes. Oh, yes, as my ammo. God, yes. <laughs> if I have to take fucking gym every day, I should have to take art every day. I should have to take yeah. some kind of art every day. Yeah. It's so it's so good for you. It's gym is you know, I hated gym. I and hated I respect gym. I now I understand that it is important. No, they need to rethink that whole thing. Don't they need to rethink they it. They need to rethink that whole thing. The whole only yes. day that was any good was the line dancing day. We did line <laughs> dancing, we did like the volleyball. bus stop, we did it fine. Yeah. But I hated gym. It was not for me. No. But when I really got into theater and I realized that theater was very physical, mm-hmm. I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do, I had spent my life trying to get out of doing anything physical. And then I yeah. was like, shit, I really actually want to be able to use my body yeah. on stage to, you know, That's... it was very active, very, very sweaty. Very sweaty. Very physical. Very sweaty. But yeah. not sports, not the competition part. No, no. In middle school gym is also just like running in circles. Yeah, no. <laughs> Track. They're like leave run me a alone. mile. Leave me alone. Just let. Just have. Track. It should just be free gym. It should be open gym, and you pick what sort Montessori. of you can Montessori do that day. Yeah, gym. Montessori. Do, gym. do Montessori gym. Yeah, my child has to go to Montessori gym. Oh. Required. Required. <laughs> You're gonna just for the gym though. You're gonna right. put them in public school and then <laughs> remove This is a lot of work from you, but you gotta yeah. go drive over there, pick them up, take them to Montessori gym for an hour and bring them back. Yeah, they'll be hated oh, by the community. They will be hated by the community. Oh God. Yeah, well wow. that's a great answer and something I'm gonna keep thinking about as well. How we were really just taught that it's superfluous and selfish and something yeah, you do on the side there. and it's not. Yeah, we we do a good thing. We do a really good thing for the world yeah. in many ways. Even if the thing we make is a silly right. thing. Right. It's such an important part of the world. Laughter is the only good thing. Honestly, though. <laughs> and also crying. Those are really both good. Yes. And if you could yeah. do them in the same thing. Thing. That's my favorite. That's what I'm always trying yes, to build. Yes. When I'm making stuff, how can I get people laughing so hard that they can't breathe? And then also like make them feel something very deeply so that they, they have that emotion of like, I'm, I'm going to cry right now. Am I going to cry? Yeah. Oh, because that's what I want to go. That's what I want to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love, I love a movie or a play or something alone. Yeah. You know, where no one's around you. That you're taking care of or worried about their opinion and you just get to absorb it oh. and go on the ride. 
Wow. Will I ever get to I do know. that again? I just did a Julia Roberts marathon the other day. Oh. I had a show on Thursday and it was so exhausting. Speaking of being so physical and sweating and mm-hmm. I like woke up the next day and I like couldn't move. I was like, I'm not leaving the apartment. And I was like, Julia Roberts marathon. <laughs> Which movies did you do? I did August Osage County first. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I went in hard. Whoa. Whoa. Never thought you were going to say that. Oh, my God. But, you know, she's so good in it. Meryl's so good in it. Everybody's so good in it. And I don't know. I like really gets me going. I really love it. Then I did Pretty Woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I did Notting Hill. Oh, I love Notting Hill. I love Notting Hill. I love Notting Hill. I could watch it. I've seen it so many times. I just love it. It's so delightful. God, it's good. Now, I would normally, I would throw in an Aaron Brockovich, but I slept in, so I didn't have time. Yeah. That's a really long day. (laughs) (laughs) I would have tossed in a stepmom. (gasps) Stepmom. Mm. Woof. Brutal. Mm -hmm. See, that's harder for me to watch than August Osage County. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's like saccharine. I guess it's very saccharine. It's very saccharine. I watched Something it about Susan Sarandon smoking that joint I with know, cancer. Yeah, yeah. That's what we all think about. We all go to that scene. Yeah. I don't yeah, know it's why. Really hard. It's just really like, hard. Yeah, it's illegal now if you have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't yeah, I get I get real emotional about that. Yeah. Woof. Woof. That's one of my faves. Damn. Yeah. Also, Notting Hill, I remember as a kid renting it from Blockbuster, watching it alone in my parents' room, mm. and then immediately putting it on again. Yeah. Oh, watch it again. I loved it so much. I was like, gotta watch it again. That's so cute. <laughs> what could be better than watching that scene where she, they, he brings her to dinner? I know. And some are clocking that she's the movie star and some are they not. And they're all. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Imagine bringing a celebrity to an intimate dinner party. What if I sh- rolled in with Timothy Chalamet tonight? Yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd love <laughs> to see it, too. Oh, and I'd go, oh, she's opened up her marriage. <laughs> this At is where eight she months went. pregnant, I said, let's open it up. Let's Timothy Chalamet. Timothy has a thing. I get it. Yeah, Kylie Jenner. Have yeah. you heard? Mm-hmm. You know about this? Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet are dating. I mean, they are presenting as if they are dating. I don't know if it's real or not, but like they are presenting as if they're dating. Wow. Yeah, they're out here smooching at little tennis tennis matches. matches. (laughs) (laughs) That's like one of the pictures of them from. Why is that? Why are they always at a tennis match? Mm -hmm. I mean, not them, but celebrities are like always smooching at a tennis match. Uh, It's where they go to be. It's a good place to date. Yeah. I also think it's weird that Taylor Swift is at all these football games. What do you guys think? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Wait, you guys, why do you think that's weird? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I guess, is it because I would never go to a football well, game? Well, I just think, like, how long have they been dating? Who cares? Like, if they've been dating a month and she's, like, showing up at all his football games, like, her posse and being like... She just finished her tour. She wants to eat little chicken fingers and get <laughs> fucked like by this guy after he plays a game. Now that you say it but like that. But why can't she do that without going to the game with Hugh Jackman? Because maybe she wants to have a little margarita <laughs> and hear people scream. It might be fun for oh her. Okay. okay, okay. I'm s so, I felt protective over her. I don't know why, but yeah. I just feel like it's like, yeah, sometimes when you're dating someone you go to their football game. <laughs> <laughs> when you're Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know you're gonna make a whole rumble. 
And yeah, maybe that's the, true. And maybe it's that's hard. part of it. Maybe that's part of the fun. Maybe that is part of the fun. I guess. Yeah. That's what. I, that's what I'm saying. I think they're both like it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you desire that kind of celebrity? Do you? Do you uh, no. Feel? That, that's too far. Okay. Who would I like to be as famous as? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, who has the right level of fame? Well, yeah, I've been watching. I'm the thinking Beckham. like Amy Sedaris. Oh, that's mm. a great. Yeah, I see that. I see that for you. You know, like if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's a little niche. Yeah, we adore, but adored. Yes. Yes. Um, but you know, can probably go about exactly living her life. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I mean, would get recognized, but isn't like. I can't go outside. Right. right. Yes. Yeah, I gotta be able to go outside. Gotta be able to go outside. Yeah, I'm That's ga- I must. gotta be able to go to dinner and not. Yeah, I want to go to a restaurant. Have my but I like to go to a restaurant and get a good table immediately and not you know that be mm, really. You nice. want to be in the system. <laughs> yeah, be really nice. Why is it celebrities get so much free stuff? They're so rich because we know them. They have so much stuff already. I know. It's okay. Uh, why are, why are they getting swag bags? It's okay. They actually donated it or they give it to their sister. It's fine. Yeah. Give me the swag bag. Yeah. Just yeah. for once, man. For once. No, I've been I was watching Beckham with my husband, which is a the David Beckham documentary. Yes, I and I'm seen just it. like upset at the level of attention that he got with Posh Spice. Yep. And also like soccer fans, psychos. It's real wild. Yeah. It's a thing, too, that in this country, it's so weird that soccer hasn't caught on. I know. I think it's maybe starting a little bit more. But, yeah. Oh, God. Um, those soccer players in my high school, that's who I dream about. Oh, yeah. They're, they're hot. They were, it was not the football team for me. Yeah. It was those soccer boys. Oh. Yeah. Would you rather bang Travis Kelsey? Is that his name? Travis Kelsey? Or like young David Beckham in his prime? I don't know who Travis Kelsey is, but that's... David Beckham in his prime. I mean, <laughs> I mean, say no more, say no that's more. That's Taylor Swift football That's who player. she's fucking. That's who Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey. Oh, that's who she's fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he looks like, but I mean, I'm like sure I wouldn't push football. him out of bed. Right, would I? Yeah. Oh, he's like a football He's like a football yeah. guy. Like, he looks like a frat. Probably I'd is go for cat? David Beckham. Sorry, he's... When he plays, it sounds like he's in distress, which is a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing. I think kids are that way, too. The yeah. sound of a child playing is the same sound of a child screaming for help. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> You'll get to look forward to that. You know what? I I think I've told you this, Nicole, that they are loud sleepers, apparently. They're like constantly... Yeah, babies. They're always like... <sighs> and like moving around make a lot of noise yeah and you got that monitor going just in case yeah or so in it's the always... beginning there if you, you sleep with them in your room oh right wow and that's apparently, a good idea. It's... apparently how loud could they be they're like six pounds i've just heard they're loud right, so well, you get them out of their, your room as soon as you can record your baby and so you can see how loud he is <laughs> <laughs> okay well i mean babies can when they cry that's loud and that's a tiny thing. They make that yeah, much noise, you know. Opera singer vibes. Very Big time. <laughs> yeah. Very loud. Big time. There's also a lot of TikToks. Nicole knows I've been going on a lot of parent TikToks. I watch a ton of TikToks about what the individual sounds could like mean. Like people are translating baby sounds. Right. Like, Meh Can is we hungry. Do that? 
I mean, I think we can do that as much as we can have a dog press a button and think that we know what it's saying. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen those videos. I think oh, it's like your dog keeps pressing outside. It's like I don't know. I'm not so sure. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. That one dog that was always pressing concerned, and then they made merch of the dog that said concerned. I was like, I want wow. that. Oh, you want man. that? We've I lost want the a plot. concerned necklace. <laughs> Because <laughs> I often am concerned. Oh man, well, dogs let's are not monetize our dogs in this way. <laughs> I just I think that's not good. Concerned, concerned. concerned. <laughs> <laughs> They're always concerned dogs. Anyway, okay, cast. Yes, Julie, let's play casting. Let's play casting. Okay, salty. We've reached the last thing that we're going to do with you, which yes. is to play casting. Which is we're going to come up with a category such as condiments and then <laughs> we're all gonna say who we are you're gonna cast yourself as what condiment and am i in my soul and what condiments yeah. are jenny and nicole in their souls gotcha. and then we're gonna share so do you have a category you want to play with or should we figure one out well, as a community i, I don't oh, know if you've do. done it before let's see yeah muppets oh <gasps> We haven't. We've I don't never think. Did <laughs> we never did Muppets. Okay, okay. Are you are you familiar enough with yeah, Muppets? Did you yeah. grow up with Muppets? Yes. We can do Muppets for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Muppet Christmas Carol every year. Oh yeah. It's a uh, it's good, right? Mwah, mwah. My son will know it like the back of his hand. <laughs> Your son's gonna love Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> That's appropriate. Kids should have access to Muppets no matter what, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. a, kids Muppet. need access to Muppets. Muppets. Give them Muppets. Give, give them Muppets. Okay. Okay. I'm so think now about, we're just going to go in our minds. We're going in our little minds now. Okay. okay. We're going in. I think I am locked in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay. Should I go first? Yes. I always make off. Nicole go first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nicole, I gave you Gonzo. Oh, I was thinking Fozzie Bear initially mm. because, you know, comedian. <laughs> he's a stand-up comedian oh. waka 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 the mm. sort of performative element but i i think there's something a little more in depth a little more alien about you thank you um famously <laughs> gonzo is an alien and also a showman in his own right definitely and he's always got his chickens that he's hanging yeah, out he with and he's hanging, hanging out with yeah, fucking those chickens you know and I fuck so many <laughs> always chickens. Fucking chickens. No, but you got a group, you know. You got your chickens. Yeah, I you're, always, you're, yeah. You're, you're always rolling. You're always rolling deep. Gonzo's never not with his I chickens. Love that. I like it. So I landed on Gonzo for you. And for you, I landed on Rolf. And Whoa. that might just be the cabaret element. Rolf is an artist. Rolf is a singer-songwriter. He's a piano player. Oh. He's bringing a lot of depth to the Muppets. I love it. I love Rolf. And uh, for myself, I did Rizzo, who's not really an original Muppet, but came in. No, he's he's in first featured in Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, excellent Muppet. I love Rizzo. I like Rizzo. You know, a lot he's too. always eating jelly beans and Muppet Christmas. Ca- he's just I the comic relief it. of of Muppet Christmas. Carol, so and I love him. Good. I love him. Yeah, he skates on a pad of butter on a griddle. <sighs> Exactly. Delicious. He's just. He dances on that goose, hot goose. Yeah, man. I love him. Oh, it's good. That's where I landed. All right. I love that. Amazing. Nicole? Um, Sure. Be happy to go. Jenny, I gave you 
Pepe the the prawn. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the king yeah, prawn. I'm, I yeah. am either Rizzo or Pepe the prawn. Yeah, yeah. they are very sad. <laughs> they're just yeah. sort of little bopping in kind of yeah. some crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's me. Right. Yeah. There's more Pepe to you, so I did give you the prawn. Thank you. Um, now, oh my God. I originally flirted with this one for myself, but I thought only Salty Brian could out Miss Piggy myself. Wow. And I just feel yeah. that ultimately, yeah. Well, wow, I'm so honored. I mean, it's like undeniable star quality. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to bask in your Miss Pigginess. Oh, God yeah. bless you yeah. for that. If anyone's a cabaret star, it's you and Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Wow, absolutely. And for myself, I gave myself the two old men. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. do ultimately like to just sit, crack a joke, <laughs> and sort of heckle. Yeah, I like to heckle. What are their names? Wal- Waldorf and Stadler. Yeah. Waldorf and Stadler. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are awesome yeah i yeah. am them together and i have to say they're like <laughs> who i was thinking for the two of you yeah, oh, but, but yeah. I'm not, that's not who i've chosen but just as a pair yeah yeah actually Absolutely. the two of you yeah kind of that sort of resonates with me <laughs> for sure <laughs> for sure deeply jenny for you i chose scooter oh uh-huh. great one yeah. i love scooter and i have to say uh, there's something very, um, very huggable about Scooter Aww. and very endearing. Yeah. And I also think maybe the glasses, the glasses are, the glasses are like, yeah. yeah, there. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Scooter's like gets shit done. The manager. The big time. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nicole, for you, I chose Janice. Uh, I almost, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can Janice. see the Janice, right? For sure, for sure. You can see the yeah. Janice. Janice is just like part of it. She's just so groovy. Yep. She's part of the band, you know? And mm-hmm. she's just, she rocks. Of course, it's a nod to Janice Joplin, the yeah. wild child. Janice is a badass. Janice is a badass. Yeah. And I think you're a badass. Love it. And then for me, I'm really torn, I have to say, between Piggy and Fozzie, which yeah. I always feel. <laughs> same but girl. But they're voiced by the same person. Right. And if I had to, like, express my gender identity, mm-hmm. it would be this sort of fluidity between Piggy yes. and Fozzie. Mm, beautiful. Um, they're both, I would say, scene stealers. A- absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I identify with that very deeply, but like just very, uh, always trying to get that laugh mm-hmm. in very different ways. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Piggy is very presentational and she's the starlet and mm-hmm. then Fozzie's just a goof yeah. Yeah. sidekick. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Incredible. Perfect. <laughs> I love the Muppets. I love the Muppets so, so much. much. We Muppets. gotta get Miss Piggy on the pod. <laughs> we gotta get her we gotta on get here. Her on. We gotta get her on. Can you imagine? No. I don't think she'd like us, which I think would make for a great episode. It would. Yeah. It would yeah, be yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Salty, thank you so yes. much for coming on the pod. I love yeah. you both so much. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. The feeling's so, so, so mutual. Huge. Where can yeah. all the people keep up with you and go to your shows and find yeah. out all the info? You can yeah. visit my website at www.thesaltiestbrine.com. Mm. Incredible. I'm always there posting what's up and you can join my mailing list or follow me on socials at the saltiest brine. Perfect. And you have some Joe's Pub shows, right? Joe's Pub shows coming up uh, November 8th, 9th, and 10th. I'm covering Cindy Lauper. Ooh, uh, yes. And it's going to be really fun. 
I can't believe we had New York Darling, Salty Brian on the pod. Cabaret Darling. Can you believe? Wow, you're the best. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you.